Hello, everyone, and welcome back to SNC Adventures Talk It Out podcast. My name is Celeste, and today I'm joined by our guests, Alexis Otradovic, Alexis Abel, and Ellen Crofts, who spent this past fall semester in Toledo, Spain. Uh, why don't each of you go ahead and just introduce yourselves? Let me know what year and what major you guys are. My name is Alexis Abel, and I'm a senior at SNC, and I'm double majoring in political science and Spanish. Uh, my name is Alexis Otradovic. I'm also a senior at St. Norbert and also majoring in political science and Spanish. And I'm Ellen Crofts, also a senior at St. Norbert, and I'm studying history and Spanish and minoring in political science. Very cool. All right, thanks for that, guys. We just have a couple questions for you today. So the first one, um, I know you guys were in Toledo, obviously, but um, do you want to tell me just like a little bit about the city, how it was, like bigger, smaller? I don't know, whatever you want to tell me. Yeah, so uh, Toledo is kind of a medium-sized city. I'd compare it a lot to Green Bay in size. It's also a very historic city. Like, it can be dated back to the Roman times, which is really cool. So there's a lot of sights to see and a lot of things to do, especially because it's a tourist city. So mm -hmm. you can always find something going on. Yeah. Um, okay, and then I just need to know what university you went to and then what kind of classes you took. I don't know if all three of you, like, took the same classes or what. So just let me know. Yeah, we went to the Fundacion Jose Ortega Marion y Gasset. Um, and basically, it's a study abroad school in Toledo. So all the students there are Americans, um, us students from University of Minnesota and from Notre Dame. And we took a variety of classes on Spanish. Um, the one that we were all in together was the transition to democracy of Spain after the dictatorship. And that was a really interesting class mm -hmm. just to kind of ground ourselves in the history of the country that we were in. Yeah. Yeah, classes in Spain, they were different than what you would typically do here. Um, we went to class for an hour and 15 minutes in the morning. And then later in the afternoon, we would have that same class for another hour and 15 minutes. Oh, so weird. there were some days like Thursdays for us where we had class straight from like 10 a.m. until 7 p.m. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm going to Toledo, so that sounds <laughs> oh, real fun. Oh. I'm so excited. Hopefully <laughs> all your classes aren't on Thursdays. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so you all said that you're studying Spanish, so did it really improve? You guys were there for a long time, obviously, a full semester, so how how big of an improvement do you think you made? I would say it definitely helped because it is a full immersion program. Mm -hmm. All of our classes were in Spanish. Everyone who worked there spoke Spanish, and there was also a lot of excursions and day trips where that would also still be in Spanish. So I think that along with just living in the area and visiting sites it kind of forces you to use the language mm -hmm. so it definitely helps especially throughout the three and a half months of using yeah. it yeah yeah i think what you get being abroad is you learn how to talk more in conversations because obviously when you're learning spanish in a class you aren't using that everyday language but when you're conversing with local people you are using the local language mm -hmm. i noticed it a lot in my writing um before i would sit down and write a paper and it would take maybe hours, mm -hmm. but in Spain, after getting into the language, I could just sit down and write it right away without any problems. Very cool. Um, so did each of you, like, did you guys know um, that you wanted to study abroad, like in high school, or was it something that you kind of found out about once you got here? Yeah, for me, I have always known I wanted to study abroad, especially a lot of my Spanish teachers in high school encouraged it, mm -hmm. and they also emphasized how much you grow in the language skills. So me, I'd, I'd always known it was just determining where in Spain I wanted to study abroad. Yeah, for me too. I've studied Spanish since elementary school, so I feel like that's kind of the final step. 
to really being able to be fluent in the language. Mm -hmm. I always, um, I chose St. Norbert because of their great study abroad program, um, but I didn't know where I wanted to go at the time. Uh, however, once I decided to major in Spanish, I really centered in on Spain. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, so I was the person that did a lot of the Instagram stories while you guys were abroad, so I did see all the places that you went and looked very fun. So um, can you just give me like a recap of all the places you went and then let me know what your favorite was? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So outside of Spain, we went to Lisbon, Portugal. We did a little like road trip through Italy to Venice, Florence, Pisa, and Rome. Paris in France, and then Transylvania in Romania. <laughs> Those are my favorite pictures. <laughs> that was so fun. And then inside of Spain, obviously we lived in Toledo. We were in Madrid, Salamanca, Segovia, Barcelona, Cordoba, and Granada. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys really got around. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> you definitely have done the most traveling out of everyone that I've interviewed so far. Oh, well, yeah. go us. <laughs> so what was each of your favorites? I would say within Spain, my favorite was either Salamanca or Granada, especially just going around the city. They both had really unique nightlife and they also had really cool historical sites. Mm -hmm. So as a history buff, I really like yeah. that. And outside, I would say either Paris or Romania. Because one, I love fall, so Romania was really yeah. cool. And then Paris just kind of blew me away. It was yeah. really cool. Yeah, I feel like we'll probably all say our favorite <laughs> trips are the same. For me, it was also Paris and Romania. Mm -hmm. I think Romania was just really unexpected. We kind of started as like a joke for Halloween to <laughs> yeah. go. But it was just beautiful, the mountains and the fall colors. And in Toledo, there's not a ton of nature everywhere because it's a city. So to be able to be out in nature for a while was a nice refresher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For me, Romania kind of gave me a sense of home. It had the fall colors that, colors that um, we didn't see in Toledo. In Paris, it was just everything you would expect it to be. <laughs> yeah. And then, so obviously, a great thing about going to Europe is there, there's all kinds of food. And since you guys got around to so many places, can you pick a favorite dish? I would say for me, I just overall loved the food in Italy. Mm -hmm. It was so good. So I would say specifically, there's a pizza I had in Pisa that just <laughs> hit really well. <laughs> um, we had, we like tried every macaroon in this little bakery in Paris. <laughs> and so I would have to say the macaroons. <laughs> uh, also the food in Italy, but my host family, they were pretty good cooks. And my host mom, she made um, the tortilla española a lot, which is just like, potatoes and eggs, which was one of my favorites. All right. Um, so before you guys left, were you nervous or excited or both? It was definitely a mix of both. It turned more from excitement to nervous as the date kept getting closer and yeah. closer, especially once I got to the airport. But um, it definitely helped once I saw Alexis and Alexis and this other girl, Anna, that we were traveling with, just to kind of see that we were all going through it the same thing. And also just to kind of hype each other up that, yay, like we're finally doing this, especially with COVID, it had gotten postponed for me twice and yeah. for you guys similarly. So just to finally be able to do it was really great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was also very nervous. I am someone who gets homesick pretty easily. So I thought I was going to struggle with it a lot, but I think for me, like the turning point was just as COVID kind of was in flux in the summer, we had talked a couple times about like, will our trip get canceled? 
And I think when that seemed to be a possibility, it kind of really showed me that like, no, I want this experience, no matter how scary it might be. Mm-hmm. I was mainly in denial until we actually landed <laughs> in um, Madrid. Um, I was, I'm a super nervous flyer, so I was more freaked out about having to fly over the ocean um, than actually being there. But once we got there, there were no issues. Yeah, I've never, I've never left the country had to fly, honestly, that far away. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. same yeah. here. So, not I'm looking here. forward to it. <laughs> so you can see back. three people did it and we yeah. all survived okay. and came back. So we'll be okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I sat next to Alexis on a plane and actually cried out the window. <laughs> she didn't even know because we had just met. But it was all fine. <laughs> um, okay, so I know you guys get a list um, for packing, just like kind of essentials you should bring. But, you know, people still kind of fudge up and forget stuff or pack extra stuff. So was there anything that you guys brought that you realized you really didn't need? Like once you got there, you like just didn't use a lot? Or was there something that you forgot that would have been very helpful? The only thing I can think of is I didn't process that you do laundry there. So I didn't really have a laundry bag of some sort. Mm -hmm. So trying to get to, because Alexis and I lived in the residency. So transporting that got a little tricky. But otherwise, I think all the lists and stuff really helped. The biggest benefit, I think, is having an adapter and also, I have a water bottle that had a filter built in, and that helped me a ton yeah. during my time there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I think the one thing that I did is I brought a lot of clothes to try to dress like a Spaniard, which is good, but I didn't think about those days when you're just going to class and hanging out around school. So I would have brought more just like lounging clothes that mm-hmm. are maybe more American, but just for hanging out in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I recommend good walking shoes, whether it be like tennis shoes or whichever you prefer. prefer. And also I bought all of my toiletries once we got to Spain. Mm-hmm. So you don't have that extra weight in your suitcase and you don't have to worry about any of that. Yeah, yeah. I heard this really good trick. Um, I can't remember. I think it was Bridget Massey. She was in Ireland and she told me that she knew she was going to be buying a lot of stuff when she was there so she packed a super huge suitcase and then put her actual suitcase like with her stuff inside of it oh. so that you know like she had two suitcases technically and i was literally i literally made a mental note of that i was like i'm definitely going to do that that's, that's genius that's something yeah. i wish i would have done <laughs> yeah. um okay so um alexis i know you talked a little bit about how you're prone to homesickness but um did either you, Alexis or Ellen, did you guys face that or was there any other issues you guys had like acclimating to life there or anything like that? Yeah. So I, for some reason, went in the, with the mindset thinking, oh, like culture shock won't affect me that much or like, it'll be fine. I've been wanting to do it for a while, but it, it hits you, mm-hmm. especially um, if you're doing it in a different language. It's just really hard, especially the first week because you're exhausted and you're trying to adjust and you're trying to meet all these people and all these friends really quick. So it's definitely hard. But then you realize everyone's in the same position as you. And like, luckily for us, we have a great support system with the other people from St. Norbert. So mm-hmm. that really helped. And I would say homesickness definitely was the worst towards the middle or during um, events happening at home. So like birthdays, or especially if you'd see people hanging out on social media mm-hmm. and all that stuff, or when you'd just be missing a favorite food that you, yeah. know you wouldn't have till December. So yeah. it comes in waves, but it's good to acknowledge that it's something that will happen mm-hmm. and to know that you will have a support system wherever you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
for me, um, the most that I had trouble with was like the tiredness and the exhaustion. Um, we really did travel nonstop. <laughs> yeah. So it was just a lot um, with like classes and homework and just trying to take in everything in Toledo. Mm-hmm. Same for you? Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But having like the support system, like Ellen said, we started talking um, before we left and just that comfort in knowing that we're all kind of going through the same thing. I know there was a lot of days when I would say to Ellen, like, I just really homesick today. And just like the, just knowing that everybody is feeling the same helped a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. So I know you guys said you were a little homesick, but you know, looking back, um, were you like excited to come home? Or did you wish you could stay longer or kind of now that you're gone, are you missing it and wish you could have stayed? Now I definitely am missing it and Mm -hmm. wish I could have stayed longer. But at the time, I definitely, even though it was an amazing experience, I was ready to get back. Mm -hmm. One, because it was the holidays and I was excited to see my family, but also Omicron was starting to get pretty bad over there. So we were worried we weren't going to get back to the U.S. Yeah. So I think without COVID and stuff, I would have wanted to stay a little longer. But due to that, I was... And the holidays, I was definitely ready to be back. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of was shocked with myself because right when we got there, I had said to many people that I knew I wasn't going to be sad when we left. I would be excited to home to go home. And I think like the second week of November, it just all hit us that we were leaving soon and we were all really sad. Yeah. <laughs> like I called my cousin and told her I was having a really hard day and I was sad and she was like, oh, it's okay. You'll be home soon. And I was like, no, I'm sad. I'm leaving. <laughs> like, I'm really sad to go. Like, yeah. to come home. There was definitely that buildup of like talking with your families, like scheduling your plans, like, mom, when are you going to pick me up from the airport? Like, when am I going to see you? What's going to be our first meal? All those exciting things. But at the same time, you don't want to leave all of these new friends and um, ooh, friends and everyone <laughs> that you know there in the city. And it's definitely hard to leave. But I just go with the fact that hopefully I'll go back there one day. Yeah, and it'll be a lot different, hopefully yeah. better without yes. COVID. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was definitely bittersweet, especially mm-hmm. now that we've all had, like, it's been a couple months now. I think, there, at least I've had moments where I think about it and I'm happy and it's good memories, but also there's this sense of sadness, like, you'll never have that type of experience mm-hmm. again. Yeah. All right. So I have one last question for you guys. And um, so if there's something you could say to someone who was considering studying abroad to convince them to do it, what would that be? Deep question. I know. <laughs> I know. It's a hard one, but I can start. I think the question that I kept asking myself before we left was, what would you do if you weren't afraid? Because I knew that if there was no fear involved, I would 100% go. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like this time in your life, when you're in college, you really don't have a ton of responsibilities. You don't have other living things to care for <laughs> other than plants, maybe. So it's just the time to go and travel and experience this. Because like Ellen said, like there's no other experience like it. Mm-hmm. And I would definitely say just go for it if you're worried about money or finances. Um, well we all are too, but (laughs) it's really a once in a lifetime opportunity. So you just have to go for it and do everything that you can while you're there. Yeah. There are some scholarship things too. If you really Mm -hmm. look hard, there's actually a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. We do have, um, uh, for people listening, there's like a scholarship Sunday where we post like study abroad scholarships. Mm -hmm. So like, especially the Gilman scholarship, Mm -hmm. which is more of a national one, but 
every little bit helps whatever yep. you can get yeah, yeah i actually ended up paying less for my study yeah. abroad semester like tuition wise than i would for a normal semester yeah. so yeah it was one of my cheaper semesters yeah. minus the traveling if we don't have yeah, that, right. yeah i would say like one of my mottos throughout the whole time when i was nervous and anxious was silencio bruno if you've seen the movie oh, yeah. Yeah, just kind of realizing that these are opportunities that you really can't get anywhere else and also just kind of trusting that it's where you're meant to be and everyone has had remarkable experiences going and you don't know what you'll find unless you go and try it mm -hmm. especially like going to romania halloween weekend <laughs> like, yeah. there's just unexpected things that happen when you're abroad that you can't learn or do anywhere else very cool guys um anything else you wanted to add before i wrap this all up um, one kind of thing for me is when we were in Spain, um, we did a lot of like, they don't really split the bills there during dinner. Um, so it was <laughs> yeah. hard to like give each other euros and try to work that out. So one thing I would recommend that I didn't have is downloading Venmo and activating your account before you're there. Um, so you can actually, like, it's easier to pay your friends instead of taking out cash and yeah. dealing with that. Yeah. yeah. I would also emphasize, don't forget to explore the city that you're in, because mm -hmm. even though it is amazing to travel and see all the places, there's also a lot of cool things in the area and you can meet a lot of cool people that are from there too. So don't forget to explore where you're at as well. Yeah. Anything else guys? Thanks no. for having us. Yeah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for taking the time to chat. I really appreciate it. Um, just a quick reminder to anyone listening that the deadline for abroad applications for the fall 2022 semester is March 1st. Thank you for listening and see you all next time.